So my name is Vasilis Kondoglis. Uh, I'm a manager at the uh, Business and IT Advisory Practice. I've already seen some familiar faces uh, because um, you know I've been visiting some of you guys performing the IT assessments. And some of you might already know me from, if you were here last year, from Vasilis from Vegas. Good afternoon, my name is Peter Sibillian. I am also a member of the IT and Business Advisory Services for AEF CPAs. Uh, I've been running and leading IT organizations and furthering their missions for longer than I want to admit. And I can assure you that neither Vasilis or I are Mr. Anderson. <laughs> so we'd like a little participation from the audience, if we might, please. If you're on this side of the room, you should please raise your hand. You're not volunteering for anything. Just raise your hand, please. Okay, great. Statistically speaking, all of you were affected by some kind of a cyber event in 2017. So keep that in mind as you think about our presentation today. We want to start with just a couple of definitions for us as we get going. First, what is cybersecurity? It's really the body of technologies, business processes, and practices that you employ to protect your intellectual property or your, your secured assets. A data breach is an event where something occurs that uh, circumvents those, those practices and allows that uh, confidential information to escape your enterprise. What is personal identifiable information? It's really any information that can be traced back to you and identify you as an individual. We are today covered by a couple of statutes in Massachusetts. We have the Mass Privacy Reg 201 CMR Part 17 and the new EU GDPR or General Data Protection Regulation. If you have clients or you have people that you work with overseas, they fall under that statute and as a result you have responsibility there. And on the personal health information, information about uh, health care, health payment, uh, and health activity and status are all protected under statutes. So let's see what uh, happened in the last year, in 2017. Kahneman Institute ran a research and it's trying to find out what happened you know, how long does it take to find uh, and discover that you've been breached? So uh, 200 and, uh, 419 companies were uh, in the pool, and uh, that pool considered between um, countries in all over the world and regions. A couple of things I want you to think about. It took about six and a half months for an organization, on average, to identify that they have been breached six and a half months, an additional two months to do something about it. That's, these two numbers need to sink in, in, in your minds. That's a long time, six and a, month, six and a half months to figure out that you have been breached. So um, the other point is being that the heavily regulated uh, industries are the ones that have been the targeted. And the reason being is that because of the data that they have, it's valuable, right? The cost associated with, it, with, um, uh, with a record, uh, it's because of legal fees, um, lawsuits that might come up from uh, different um, clients of yours, and as well as, um, you know, lost business because people might take the business somewhere else. So let's see a little bit of what happened uh, as far as numbers is concerned. Um, this uh, graph shows us the different industries and up on the top, guess what? The heavily regulated. The other point though that this graph shows, which is not 
um, very obvious is that every industry is affected by this. No one is safe. Now, I'm just not saying that because, hey, you know, I just have to say it. It's because it's there. The data shows it. Now, let's look a little bit about the different kinds of or types of uh, breaches. Why do they happen? So foremost, it's that it's, um, it's a malicious activity. And when it's a malicious activity, it can be somebody from the outside, but it can be also somebody from the inside. Okay? This is very important. Usually, we consider ourselves safe, and we always look outside. But it's very important that we keep accounting for somebody from the inside. Okay? It's very, very important. Now, if we look at the system glitch, and the human factor, that it's pretty much, it goes back and forth between the different, these are the countries that you see there, but if you were to look at it, you will see that it's pretty much equal going back and forth. The, the item that we, the, the action we need to look for here is the human error, okay? We'll talk a little bit more about it because this is where things will happen even though we don't know that it happened. Peter and I spent a little bit more of time trying to identify some of the key breaches that happened in 2017. Some of them you might know them, some of them you might be affected by them. So Xbox and PlayStation, most of you guys probably have kids, right? Why is that important? Well, Xbox and PlayStation, you have an account with them. The account is linked to a credit card. They got breached, guess what? Your credit card is being in somebody's hands, okay? So let's look at Kalida. Kalida is there and is mentioned twice, and there's a reason for that. Within a month, they got breached twice. Very important. They thought that, you know, hey, we're going to fix it. We're going to be okay. Guess what? A month later, they got breached again. So you think you're safe if you do the needful. Well, maybe not, okay? Equifax. Anybody hasn't heard about Equifax? Yahoo. I have a Yahoo account, an email account. I have been part of the breach. Uber. Anybody has taken Uber? So as you can see, again, industries is everywhere. And um, it's very important that you know, we make sure that we do some stuff. We're going to talk about it a little bit further. So then how do these events actually occur? Uh, first, socially engineered attacks. So we all hear of hacking, phishing, spear phishing. Spear phishing is a, an event where it's targeted to you, makes it personalized. Whaling. If you're an executive in this room, you should consider yourself a whale. You're a high target, high value target. So we all hear about the CFO who uh, uh, gets uh, an email uh, and uh, they authorize the transaction to be transferred through an arch transfer and uh, someone in the finance department actually executes that. It still happens today. It's not uncommon. That's an experience in whaling. A malicious attack. Mal malware actually lands in your enterprise. Um, it will cause a ransomware attack. Uh, the uh, municipality of Atlanta last month was uh, attacked through ransomware, and uh, the police could not write tickets. Maybe that's a good thing, but maybe not. Uh, but the, the, a, a significant number of municipal events 
could not happen, and it really ground some, some portion of the city to its knees. Uh, that took over one month to resolve. Unauthorized access or disclosure, disclosure of personal identifiable information uh, and a physical security breach. I think we mentioned Mr. Anderson might come into an enterprise and see how easy it is to get into your environment. Plug a USB drive in, see what he can find. These kinds of things happen in our, in our organizations on, on, on any given day. Exploitation of application vulnerabilities. What this means is you all run corporate applications. Some of them might be cloud-based, some of them might be in your own environment, but there might be a, a, a softening in there or a patch that's not applied and someone exploits that and gets access to your environment. Unprotected or unsecured uh, devices. So a laptop is stolen, had some, some client data on it uh, that you don't want to get out into the open world. A USB drive is lost with that type of information. Third-party providers that you rely on. Some of you may have your own IT organizations, but some of you might rely completely on third parties for your services. They could be breached. It's not any fault of yours, but still, you're impacted and you're affected, as are your clients and the people that you support. Unsecured backup and recovery media, same thing. A lost piece of device, uh, but uh, something that is unmanaged. And then, probably the most important thing, an area that we really have the opportunity to influence is there's a lack of cyber awareness training in our employees. People don't know how to behave. They don't know what's acceptable, and they don't know where to turn uh, when they have a question. So you'll notice that all of these bullet points really fall into the three categories that Vasilis showed in the prior slide. It's a malicious criminal event, it's a system glitch, or a human error. How do we protect ourselves? How do we protect our castles? Right? In 1518, 500 years ago, might have seemed simpler, actually. I had a hard time finding a picture with, uh, on, a high, on a high hill uh, with a moat. So, uh, but, in, but they used moats. They used walls. They built their uh, environments up on a hill so they had good visibility and monitoring. Uh, they had a drawbridge that could be raised and separate themselves from their enemy. And they protected themselves at the, to at the top with marksmen, with steely arrows. And they were their capable of defenders. 500 years later, not a lot has changed, really, just the approach. So we do threat monitoring now. We use firewalls to separate our environments from the internet and the threats that it presents. We use access controls to make sure that we give the right people access to the right data at the right time. We use antivirus solutions, malicious software management strategies, and patching. And then we, we use an education strategy to make sure that our people know what to do and when and why. And we still surround ourselves with capable defenders, but what they are is your IT teams, your third-party providers. So how do we protect our organizations and reduce our risks? Because that's really what we're here for. First and foremost, we need to identify what needs to protected, be protected. What and where are your risks? Because not all data is equal. Define and implement the access controls to your applications. And the least privilege concept is the best approach. Give people access to the data that they need, when they need it, and don't give them any more. It's not necessarily because your people are malicious in, in, in nature, but if one of their accounts was to be compromised by someone else, their ability to access your confidential information is significantly reduced. 
Maintain your capable defenders. Use your internal staff and your external relationships. Use good antivirus strategies, patch management strategies, email and web filtering capabilities, and monitor your environment. Know what's going on at any given time. And then, of course, create and review your backup and recovery strategy so that if you do have a significant adverse event, you have the ability to recover from it quickly and efficiently. Use good password management practices and policies. Consider a passphrase, not a password. Make them complex, make them long, as difficult as that is to remember. Education, create a cyber-aware uh, organization in your own firms. AAFCPAs is doing this. We're educating our user community through a series of uh, pre-recorded and predefined uh, documented videos to ensure that people know how to behave. Have an instant response plan and test it. If you have an adverse event, know who's going to speak on behalf of your firm. Right? How are you going to go to press if necessary? What is going to be the message? How are you going to recover from it? Who's responsible for what? And try to understand that in advance, because to do it after the fact is very difficult. Consider a cybersecurity assessment. And if you'd like to know more about what's involved in that, both Vasilis and I can help you, and we can talk about that after the break or during the social hour. And then a new type of insurance is now out. It's called cybersecurity insurance. This is a process by which if you have an adverse event and there's a financial impact, there might be some support for that. All right, so what can we do about ourselves? Okay, Peter talked about the organization, but what can we do about ourselves? It goes about the same way, right? We have to make sure that if we have a personal computers, make sure that you have run your antivirus, you run a malware system, right? You wanna make sure that you have your capable defenders. Create a backup and a frequent backup, right? Just one simple example, pictures, right? You think it's not worth much, but if you lose them and you want to get them at some point later in the future, you say, where's my pictures? I'm not there. Protect your passwords. So if you have your passwords, make sure that you have them in a safe place. And maybe one more person knows about them, where they're stored and what they are. When you go and you put your pin on the, um, on the keypad when you try to retrieve money from the ATM, make sure that you know, nobody's looking right? Sometimes that can happen as well. So, you know, try to be a little bit bigger and try to cover the, where the other, you know, the, the keypad is. One big item here, the next one, phishing, right? Be cautious when you receive an email. We, it's very important. This is the, the way the, the attacks happen today. You know, they, it happens with other ways too, but this, it's very, very, very important. Okay? Make sure that you look at an email that looks suspicious and try to identify if it is or not. Worst comes to worst, if you know the sender, pick up the phone, call them, say, did you send me that message? Very important. You go and you go do online banking, make sure that the HTTPS, you see the screenshot that we took, uh, that is a secure layer that um, it's on top of the internet protocol that runs, and you make sure that your personal information is it's safe. It's transmitted safe over the internet. When you try to connect on a public Wi-Fi, on, a, on, a pro, on um, a wireless, 
don't trust anybody, right? There, there could be cases where you think that you're connected to the right one, like today, right? But somebody might have made a clone of it, changed just a single letter or, or a digit, and you, by mistake, you log in on that one, and then there are ways they were gonna get into your system and retrieve, retrieve data out of it. When you're, on, when you're on the internet, make sure that, you know, whatever personal information you use, try to make it, uh, try to limit it. Don't give everything out. Use only one credit card when you do purchases. Couple of reasons. One is there are some credit cards that they are better than others when there's fraud involved, so they can um, help you much better than before, but than others. Second is, well, if you have more and something happens, you obviously have to change a little more banks after, you know, try to give you credit for whatever happened. There's some um, free services that you can use. Like, for example, I have American Express. I have an auto notification on. So if my credit card is to be used somewhere, anywhere in the world, the charge is going to go to American Express. I immediately get a, notifi a notification on my phone that the charge went through. There are some paid services uh, where, for example, they can monitor your credit card, your passport, your driver's license, uh, change of address, uh, all that personal information that if somebody gets a hold on, they can and uh, monitor your um, credit reports regularly. Some final takeaways. Any organization carries risk, including yours and ours. Facilla showed us that, that every industry is not immune. Cyber awareness, education is important, and it's available. No flags go up when there's a breach. In fact, it took up to six months to even detect it and two months more to fix it. So during that eight-month window, that personal identifiable information, that secure information, that confidential stuff is floating around and people have access to it. And in addition, there's no silver bullet to fix it either. And a multi-layer approach, multi-prong approach is really our best way to protect our castles and ourselves. We're happy to take a few questions if you'd like. Thank you. Um, is there a difference between, you know, you're using your Verizon data plan versus the hotel Wi-Fi today? I would say yes, candidly, um, because when you use a public Wi-Fi like we have here, uh, you have a lot of people around you. You have a lot of, uh, your service is 4G uh, when you're on your AT&T wireless plan, right? So the interception is much more difficult. Um, I also think that uh, you absolutely, when you use a public network like this or a public Wi-Fi service, should definitely not ever put any type of banking information. Don't check your credit cards. Don't check your balances or anything like that. If you go to a Starbucks, do not do that. You do that in the privacy of your own home. You do that on a secured network. 